0: Welcome to a star witness. Hello, everyone. This is Kayla bringing another episode, and today we are going to be discussing some very important topics. So, before we get started, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us during this podcast. So, with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us for life and health, for just always caring so much for us, for giving us opportunities throughout the day to help us to lead. And And guide and direct us. Lord, we thank you for all of the wonderful blessings that you bestow. Help us to continue to know what your will is for us. Please, Lord, forgive us of our sins, for we are all sinners and in need of you, our great Savior. And we ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful Son's name. Amen. So with that, let's get right in. We have a lot to discuss today. And the most important thing that we as Christians, should do is to learn how to speak and interact with people. How our words are spoken betrays how we are as Christians. And many people will point out the fact that you aren't speaking right or you aren't being loving enough or kind enough. So it's very important to develop good articulation and good ways of speaking and not in anger. And we've touched about this in a previous podcast just here and there a little bit, but today we are going to really delve into it and it's going to be really interesting. So with that, let's get right in. So the Bible has many things about your voice, about how we should praise the Lord, how we should thank the Lord with our voice, how the angels sing and use their voice to praise Him, and how even the Lord Himself taught and used His voice. So with that, I want to read a few verses in the Bible. Proverbs 2, 3 says, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding. So the Bible here tells us, that we need to lift up our voice, to cry for our understanding of the Bible, of what God expects from us to receive knowledge. We don't know everything. There is going to be so many things to learn and to understand especially when we get into heaven we'll be able to understand so much more of the world than we know of today of science of the innumerable many things that we just don't know of today so that's going to be very fascinating and we can ask for understanding here and now God wants us to go to him about every little thing whether it's knowledge, whether it's sadness, happiness, whatever it may be, he wants us to come to him. In Psalms 29, 1 through 11, it says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the sea. Cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. So in this passage, we can see how much the Lord uses his voice for every little thing. He commands the waters. He is powerful. He commands the animals and we are under his command as well. And he gives us a voice to speak, to decipher, to make sure that we also are given a chance to tell others about his love, also given power over the animals, dogs, listen to us when we teach them right and we can get them to do certain commands with our voice. So we also teach our children and we teach them right from wrong and we love them with our voice. The voice is a very beautiful thing. And unfortunately, in today's society, people don't speak right. They don't speak kind. And unfortunately, too, a lot of people don't have the ability to speak. So it really is a treasure when you are able to use your voice to speak to others. But you have to use it in the right way. In Proverbs 31, 8-9 through nine, it says, Open thy voice for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So we need to plead the cause of others, because sometimes they don't have a voice to speak. We have to be the voice that cries out and says, hey, this is wrong, or hey, you're doing really great. And we, sometimes we have to be a voice together because the more voices that say the same thing, the more it is heard, and the more that it's heard, the more influence it can have. And then, before you know it, you are changing the world because you decided to speak up you decided to join forces with others to make a difference and that is really amazing when you can make a difference and know that you've made a difference so Isaiah 58 1 says cry aloud spare not lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins not only should we use our voice for doing right and good but we need to also use our voice to teach the people about the Lord we also need to confess our sins with our voice to pray and ask the lord to forgive us for doing those things which are wrong and how we have messed up because we have all sinned and come short in god's eyes but god is so merciful and kind and loving it's really amazing when you think about all of the things that we do yet he's so willing to forgive us and to act like it never even happened i want to read from 6 testimonies 380.1 to 383. So this is what it says. In all our work, more attention should be given to the culture of the voice. We may have knowledge, but unless we know how to use the voice correctly, our work will be a failure, unless we can clothe our ideas in appropriate language, of what avail is our education? Knowledge will be of little advantage to us unless we cultivate the talent of speech, but it is a wonderful power when combined with the ability to speak wise, helpful words and to speak them in a way that will command attention." Students who expect to become workers in the cause of God should be trained to speak in a clear, straightforward manner, else they will be shorn of half their influence for good. The ability to speak plainly and clearly in full round tones is invaluable in any line of work. This qualification is indispensable in those who desire to become ministers, evangelists, Bible workers, or canvassers. Those who are planning to enter these lines of work should be taught to use the voice in such a way that when they speak to people about the truth, a decided impression for good will be made. The truth must not be marred by being communicated through defective, utterance. So it's very important with how we speak and how we word things. And it doesn't matter what occupation you are just in the conversation alone it is very important to have good speech so that you can get your ideas across in a proper way and also in a way that don't leave people confused by what you believe or what you are portray yourself as people are very observant so we have to be very careful in not only how we speak but the words with which we use and also in the kind of way that we speak being careful to not let impatience show through anger, any of those emotions, we need to speak in a very loving way. She continues, the canvasser who can speak clearly and distinctly about the merits of the book he wishes to sell will find this a great help in his work. He may have an opportunity to read a chapter of the book and by the music of his voice and the emphasis placed on the words he can make the scene presented stand out as clearly before the mind of the listener as if it could actually be seen. The one who gives Bible readings in the congregation or in the family should be able to read with a soft musical cadence, which will charm the hearers. Ministers of the gospel should know how to speak with power and expression, making the words of eternal life so expressive and impressive that the hearers cannot but feel their weight. I am pained as I hear the defective voices of many of our ministers. Such ministers rob God of the glory he might have if they had trained themselves to speak the word with power. No man should regard himself as qualified to enter the ministry until by a persevering effort he has overcome every defect in his utterance. If he attempts to speak to the people without knowing how to use the talent of speech, half his influence is lost, for he has little power to hold the attention of a congregation. You know, this is very interesting, and it even applies with my line of ministry podcasts. I had to learn how to speak in a certain way, and luckily, all throughout my life, I've been kind of trained to do this to speak and tell stories, and a lot of that was because my mother had me read aloud and read books aloud, and another good way to improve your speeches to tell stories. I would tell my nieces and nephews so many stories of the Bible and you have to use your imagination and you have to do it in an entertaining way in order to captivate them, in order to hold their interests. So that really helped me to cultivate this way of storytelling of speaking. Now, I'm not perfect. Of course, I can improve in this area myself and I hope to improve always in this area because you want people to be interested in want you have to speak. I don't want to sit here speaking to all of you and you all be bored to death. (laughs) It's my job as a podcaster, as a person who has put themselves out there as a voice and, and speech Person to make sure that I do it in a way that holds interest. And I hope that I do, and I pray that I do. But sometimes you wonder, like, am I doing it in an interesting way? Am I getting my message across? Am I holding everybody's interest? You know, these thoughts always go in your mind, no matter what you do. And it's amazing when you actually hear ministers and speakers and they tell these stories in such a vivid way and they just captivate your interest and you're just like spellbound because you're like, wow, I never thought of things in that way before until I heard what they actually had to say. So the voice is an amazing gift that God has given us that we can use in such a different way. Some people are storytellers. Some are evangelists. They can present the word of God in like a way you've never heard before. Some are health presenters. They can present health in a way that you can understand and without all of the medical jargon that a lot of people just don't get. And there are just so many avenues, whether it's speaking to your co-workers about the things that you love in the Bible, about the things that you have read, or just speaking kind and asking if somebody needs help or prayer. You know, a beautiful prayer is a wonderful thing. Many people are encouraged when you ask them if you could pray for them. So there's many things that we can do with our voice. And we don't often take that time to think about, hey, the things that I'm saying and the things that I'm portraying with my voice are important. And it is important to use that in the right way. And she says this, ministers of the gospel should know how to speak with power and expression, making the word, Words of eternal life so expressive and impressive that the hearers cannot but feel their weight. I am pained as I hear the defective voices of many of our ministers. Such ministers rob God of the glory he might have if they had trained themselves to speak the word with power. No man should regard himself as qualified to enter the ministry until by a persevering effort he has overcome every defect in his utterance. If he attempts to speak to the people without knowing how to use the talent of speech, half his influence is lost for he has little power to hold the attention of a congregation. Whatever his calling, every person should learn to control the voice so that when something goes wrong, he will not speak in tones that stir the worst passions of the heart. Too often the speaker and the one addressed speak sharply and harshly. Sharp, dictatorial words uttered in hard, rasping tones have separated friends and resulted in the loss of souls, which is very sad. Instruction in vocal culture should be given in the home. Parents should teach their children to speak so plainly that the listeners can understand every word. They should teach them to read the Bible with clear, distinct utterance in a way that will honor God and let not those who kneel around the family altar put their faces in their hands closed down to the chair when they address God. Let them lift up their heads and with holy awe speak to their Heavenly Father, uttering their words in tones that can be heard. Parents, train yourselves to speak in a way that will be a blessing blessing to your children. Women need to be educated in this respect. Even the busy mothers, if they will, can cultivate the talent of speech and can teach their children to read and speak correctly. They can do this while they go about their work. It is never too late for us to improve. God calls upon parents to bring all the perfection possible into the home circle. It's never too late to improve ourselves. I like that because that means we should never give up hope. No matter how old you think you are or how young you are, Now's the time to start to work on how we speak and how we interact with people because it's important no matter what you do, where you are, voice is important. And even if you have trouble speaking or have shyness this is especially true to work on and ask your family and your friends to help you to work a little bit at a time you know speak in front of them more and just research out things that you can do to overcome and help you in this area because we are called to be witnesses we are called to use the talents that God has given us and we will see later on and I'll talk about it more but voice is a talent, and we must use it accordingly. She says this, in the social meeting, there is special need of clear, distinct utterance that all may hear the testimonies born and be benefited by them. Difficulties are removed and help is given as in social meeting God's people relate their experiences, but too often the testimonies are born with faulty, indistinct utterance, and it is impossible to gain a correct idea of what is said. Thus, the blessing is often lost. Let those who pray and those who speak pronounce their words properly and speak in clear distinct even tones prayer, if properly offered, is a power for good. It is one of the means used by the Lord to communicate to the people the precious treasures of truth. But prayer is not what it should be because of the defective voices of those who utter it. Satan rejoices when the prayers offered to God are almost inaudible. Let God's people learn how to speak and pray in a way that will properly represent the great truths they possess. Let the testimonies born and the prayers offered be clear and distinct. Thus, God will be glorified. It is amazing that we can glorify God through our prayers if we just learn how to speak properly. And in today's society, there is just so much slang and how they talk. And every other word out of their mouth is like a swear word. And it's just horrible to hear some of these people speak. Because there's so many more words that they could use to express themselves to speak in a kind way back in the day in the 1800s and even earlier, they used to not allow women to swear. And even men couldn't swear in public. They could only swear in their clubs and when they were sure that no women and children were around. And they were also allowed to swear in saloons because they thought that saloon girls were already corrupt. And anyway, nevertheless, it was a different society. Back in the day, they had polite ways of speaking. They had ways of addressing that were respectful. And today we speak in these ways that people don't even understand. And the youth are always coming up with new ways of speaking and new ways of shortening words. And it's almost sad in a way that we have lost so much of our English language that people are like, what are you saying? I don't understand. Can you please be more clear? I don't understand. And of course, in English, you have many words that mean the same thing. So it can be confusing to those who don't know. But we as God's people, especially as Christians, especially should never swear should speak in a way that people are not wondering what we're saying. One time when I was younger, I was reading in my school books, actually, and it brought out a really interesting point about voice and speaking. It said that imagine heaven and all of the angels up there. Do you think that the angels are speaking to each other in this type of way where they're using slang and saying things like, oh, hey, dude, how's it going? How's it hanging? And when I actually thought of that because I had never really considered it in those terms before I really got a clear picture and said no I couldn't see heavenly holy angels and beings in heaven speaking to each other in these ways they were going to be speaking to each other in kind loving clear distinct language that they would address each other with respect when you say hey bro to your friends you're not trying to be disrespectful you're just trying to to greet them in a short way and sometimes even these shortening of words is okay in some instances but when all you're doing is is saying these different slang words or shortening and abbreviating your words or not even hardly talking at all because you don't care for society, then you're damaging yourself because you're basically dumbing down your intelligence. And God designed us to be intelligent creatures to speak with intelligent words and to use our voice in a way that will be a good witness and a good example to others. And they'll be like, wow, this person speaks in such a way that I want To listen to what they have to say, and then they will be more susceptible to listening to what you have to tell them about how God loves them and about the truth of our times and how time is so close to ending. So, when I really thought about it, and I had to change some of the ways that I was speaking because I was using some of these words to speak to people and in my everyday life, and I was like, I can't do this anymore because it's just not a good way to speak as a Christian. I should learn how to speak. And say the words as they are meant, and just really think about how and what I talk about. And it really gave me pause because sometimes you just don't even think about it. You don't think you're doing anything wrong. You don't mean to do anything wrong. You're not trying to be disrespectful. You're just going along because that's what everybody else does. But then when somebody points it out to you, your eyes are open, and that's when you have a decision to make do I change? Or do I continue doing what I'm doing? And that is where we all have to make this decision for ourselves. Study it out for yourself. Make sure that you know what the Lord wants you to do and how he would have you to speak, talk, act, everything. She says this, let all make the most of the talent of speech. God calls for a higher, more perfect ministry. He is dishonored by the imperfect utterance of the one who by painstaking effort could become an acceptable mouthpiece for him. The truth is too often marred by the channel through which it passes. The Lord calls upon all all who are connected with his service to give attention to the cultivation of the voice that they may utter in an acceptable manner the great and solemn truths he has entrusted to them let none mar the truth by defective utterance let not those who have neglected to cultivate the talent of speech suppose that they are qualified to minister for they have yet to obtain the power to communicate when you speak let every word be full and well rounded every sentence clear and distinct to the very last word. Many as they approach the end of a sentence lower the tone of the voice, speaking so indistinctly that the force of the thought is destroyed. Words that are worth speaking at all are worth speaking in a clear, distinct voice with emphasis and expression. But never search for words that will give the impression that you are learned. The greater your simplicity, the better will your words be understood. We don't need fancy words. We just need to speak in a good way we don't need to impress anybody with how many words we know and how big the words are i mean yeah you can learn them if you want to but we just need to speak in a very simple good way and make sure that our words are understood and i like what she says about words if they're worth speaking they should be said in a way that is clear and distinct and that at the end of your sentence people are like wait what I don't understand what you're trying to say. What are you trying to portray? And many people assume by what you're saying what you mean. And then it gets you into trouble and into fights. And instead of asking, now what did you mean by that? They don't. They just carry on and then they're mad and they just assume that you meant this and you didn't. And we all just need to be careful of assumptions. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about how important it is to make our message clear so that people are less susceptible to assume what we mean by things because we will speak in such a way that no one can be left in doubt and I hope to get to be in that situation one of these days because there are still times when I speak that I am misunderstood that I don't make my thoughts clear enough and I'm working on it just as well as anybody else you should hear how many edits I have to do sometimes for my podcast because I mess things up or I say a word wrong or things like that there's a lot behind the scenes and i'm not ashamed of saying it because you know we make mistakes we're humans but the thing about it is to make sure that you always are improving that you try again that when you fall you rise and you begin again and you ask the lord for forgiveness and you ask for help or you ask him to make sure that you are able to improve upon the talent that he has given whatever the case might be so with that being said she continues With this, young men and young women, has God placed in your hearts a desire to do service for Him? Then by all means, cultivate the voice to the utmost of your ability so that you can make plain the precious truth to others. Do not fall into the habit of praying so indistinctly and in such a low tone that your prayers need an interpreter. Pray simply, but clearly and distinctly. To let the voice sink so low that it cannot be heard is no evidence of humility. To those who are planning to enter God's work as ministers, I would say strive with determination to... Be perfect in speech. Ask God to help you to accomplish this great object. When in the congregation you offer prayer, remember that you are addressing God and that he desires you to speak so that all who are present can hear and can blend their supplication with yours. A prayer uttered so hurriedly that the words are jumbled together is no honor to God and does the hearers no good. Let ministers and all who offer public prayer learn to pray in such a way that God will be glorified and the hearers will be blessed. Let them speak slowly and distinctly and in tones loud enough to be heard by all so that the people may unite in saying, Amen. That is so true. We need to not only speak our words to others in a clear way, but we need to speak to God in a clear way. And especially if we're praying out loud to others, they need to be able to hear what we're saying and understand what we're saying so that they can join us and that the prayer can be stronger because of it, which is an amazing thing. We are told when two or three are gathered there, the Lord will be in the midst of us when we are praying and talking of him and studying of him the lord will be with us and we need to make sure that we are all on one page and we all are saying the same things and that we can understand one another otherwise we'll become like the tower of babel and everybody will be confused She continues in AH 435, be pure in speech, cultivate a soft and persuasive, not a harsh and dictatorial tone of voice. Give the children lessons in voice culture, train their habits of speech until no coarse or rough words will come spontaneously from their lips. When any trial comes to them, this takes a work for all of us. We are many of us susceptible to fly off the handle when it comes to what somebody says to us and we don't like it. So we say something back that's snarky or sarcastic or sometimes mean or rude or angry, whatever the case might be. We have to work hard against this because that is our flesh rising up and we don't want our flesh to rule us. We want the Lord to rule us and we want his voice to speak through us and not our own. C2 247 says, those who gain correct ideas on the subject of voice culture will see the necessity of educating and training themselves so that they may honor God and bless others. They will put themselves under patient, efficient teachers and learn to read in a way that will preserve the melody of the voice. With an eye single to the glory of God, they will make the most of their natural abilities. Commanding their own powers, they will not be embarrassed by defects of speech and their usefulness in the cause of God will be increased. Another thing that we don't need is ministers up there screaming on the pulpits. That also ruins your voice and your vocal cords and it's just not necessary to portray the message Message that God wants the ministers to give or anybody to give. You don't need to be yelling and screaming. You don't need to be speaking in a way that is angry or just yelling or loud. Those things aren't necessary to portray God's message. You need to do it in a way that gets your point across, It's very clear and concise, but it's also not screaming at the people who are sitting in the congregation because it's not only hard on your voice, it's also hard on the people's ears. So there's a lot of people who could benefit from voice culture, and it's never too late to learn how to speak and how to portray yourself. It's very important to teach, especially when they're young, because the sooner that you start teaching them, the better it will be for them so that they don't have to go through the hard lessons that we all have to go through and to unlearn bad habits. She says, The one who gives Bible readings in the congregation or in the family should be able to read with a soft musical cadence with which we'll charm the hearers 6t 380 and in review and herald march 5 1895 she says let those who labor in word and doctrine strive to perfect themselves in the use of language the voice is a great power and yet many have not trained their voices in such a way that they may be used to their high capacity so we might be missing out because we weren't trained and so We need to take that time to train our voice. In Christ's Object Lessons, page 336, she says, The right culture and use of the power of speech has to do with every line of Christian work. We should accustom ourselves to speak in pleasant tones, to use pure and correct language and words that are kind and courteous. And sometimes when situations arise, that can be hard, but don't ever give up trying. Always pray and ask the Lord to help you with these things, to improve upon these things. I know I'm praying that the Lord continue to help me in this area and in all areas of my life. Because all of us, like I said before, all of us are sinners and we need a great Savior. And He's willing to help us. He wants to help us and He wants us to be able to speak in this way. And He's not going to ask us to do something that's impossible. And we can help each other too. We can say, hey, let's help each other to speak better and correct each other. And you correct me and I'll correct you. And we'll help each other to speak in a better way. And with both of us reminding one another or with your prayers and your support, then we can be better able to overcome this and with more people on your side it is easier to remember and to overcome and it habits take a while to break you have to form new pathways and sometimes you don't even realize you do it until after you already said it and then somebody points it out to you and you're like i didn't even realize because you're so used to doing it so it might take you a few weeks or even a month to adjust the way that you speak and the way that you word things but just keep trying don't be afraid to ask for prayers from people that you trust, who are godly, who you know will be there to support you and to help you. And please keep me in prayer, and I will keep you guys in prayer as we both continue on this journey together. She says in Ten Mr. One Seventy Nine Point Three, the voice is a talent. It is a talent of God. It is to be so cultivated that it will bring peace and harmony and light and love. That's so beautiful. She says also in Ten Mr. One Eighty Nine Point Two. The voice is an entrusted talent, and it should be used to help and encourage and strengthen our fellow men. If parents will love God and keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, their language will not savor of sickly sentimentalism. It will be of a sound, pure, edifying character. Whether they are at home or abroad, their words will be well chosen. They will descend to no cheapness. They are bought with a price, and they are to glorify God in their body i and spirit which are his they belong to god and their deportment is to be consistent this is so true we need to be consistent no matter where we are that is why we need to cultivate it in the home first before we go abroad because that'll make it a lot easier if you are one person in front of everybody else and another person at home you're just going down a very dangerous pathway and it's going to end badly sooner or later in 6T 380.1 it says in all our work more attention should be given to the culture of the voice We may have knowledge, but unless we know how to use the voice correctly... Our work will be a failure unless we can clothe our ideas in appropriate language of what avail is our education. Knowledge will be of little advantage to us unless we cultivate the talent of speech. But it is a wonderful power when combined with the ability to speak wise, helpful words and to speak them in a way that will command attention. This is really powerful. This is something that we need to teach in our schools and to teach our children, to teach everybody that how... How important the talent of speech really is. And I mean, even if you are not able to speak and you have to sign your words, you can still sign in a way that is good and pure and edifying and in clear, distinct manner so that people know exactly what you're trying to say when you are using your hands so just because you think oh I don't I can't speak or I have a speech impediment or I have problems you can still do the best that you can and the Lord will help you and you can take voice lessons there's so many things available to us nowadays that they didn't have back in the day you can go on YouTube and learn how to fix you know things that you might be struggling with whether it's a stutter or whether it's just speaking or getting your ideas across or how to speak in a good way and you can try many different things and just just keep trying keep doing your best and ask the lord for help and he will help you she says in vss 34.3 one of the finest and most elevating branches of education is that of knowing how to address members of the household that the influence of the words spoken will be pure and incorruptible the the proper conversation of a Christian is that which will enable him to interchange ideas. loud voice words that help and bless no one might better be changed for words of good, elevated, enlightened, common sense. This line of work is the greatest missionary enterprise in which any Christian can engage. Those who use the organs of speech as the living machinery of God become living stones in his temple, emitting light and knowledge. Wow, that is so amazing. And I want to be one of those living stones to be able to use the talent that God has given me in a way that is good and worthy of him. And I pray that he continues to use me and use my voice for him. It says in the Review and Herald, March 5, 1895, Jesus is our example. His voice was musical and was never raised in high strain notes while he was speaking to the people. He did not speak so rapidly that his words were crowded one upon another in such a way that it made it difficult to understand him. He distinctly enunciated every word, and those that heard his voice bore the testimony that never man spake like this man. So we need to be careful with how fast we speak and how slow we speak and all of these things need to be worked on and I admit that I speak sometimes too fast and that's one of the things that I have to work on and it is easy to get carried away because you know what you want to say and you know the idea in your head and you're like okay I can just say this and the quicker that I say it quicker that I'll get my point across and then people don't have to listen to me talking for a really long time but it is better to get your point across so that you don't have to repeat yourself. Because when you speak rapidly like that, a lot of people cannot understand what you're saying. A lot of people have a really difficult time to keep up with you. And so you're just not saving your time in the end because you have to repeat everything you just said. So it's better to do things right the first time. I also heard once, that's why the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth to listen twice as much as we speak and to think twice before we speak. Because once you say something, it cannot be unsaid. And people remember those things and they Bring up the past and they judge you based on what you say and how you say it, unfortunately. Even though you say sorry and the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's not true. Words do hurt. Words have an effect on people. Many people have committed suicide because of being bullied and harmed by words and just over social media of texting on what you say. So your words do have an effect on people. You can also make somebody's day by what you say By telling them that you love them, by telling them that they're doing good, by supporting them, by giving encouragement when it's needed. So words do have power. They have influence. People are highly influenced by celebrities and other important people in the world that when they say something, people sit up and listen because they have influence. And so we do know that words do have a very powerful effect on people and we need to be very careful in how we use our words. She says in the desire of ages 254, his tender compassion fell with a touch of healing upon weary and troubled hearts. Even amid the turbulence of angry enemies, he was surrounded with an atmosphere of peace. The beauty of his countenance, the loveliness of his character, above all, the love expressed in look and tone drew to him all who were not hardened in unbelief. Had it not been for the sweet, sympathetic spirit that shone out in every look and word, he would not have attracted the large congregations that he did that is amazing. I can't wait to hear His voice, His lovely voice one day and I hope and pray to be among those numbers where I do hear it and I just can't wait to raise my voice in praise to His holy name with all of the angels with all of the other people who are in heaven. That is going to be a wonderful wonderful day and final quote that I want to read is from "Counsels to Parents, Teachers, and Students, page 240. The Savior's voice was as music to the ears of those who had been accustomed to the monotonous, spiritless preaching of the scribes and Pharisees. He spoke slowly and impressively, emphasizing those words to which he wished his hearers to give special heed. Old and young, ignorant and learned, could catch the full meaning of his words. This would have been impossible had he spoken in a hurried way, and rush sentence upon sentence without a pause. The people were very attentive to him. And it was said of him that he spoke not as the scribes and Pharisees, for his word was as of one who had authority. This is very good. We can be just like the Lord. We can ask the Lord for his help in how we speak. And it is an amazing way how he portrayed himself to others while he was here, how he spoke and how people were drawn to him because of the way that he talked and acted and how he spoke. And I just think it's an amazing thing that... We get this insight of how he was like here on this earth and how he will be like in heaven and it'll be a wonderful thing to actually witness for ourselves. And so with that being all said, I pray that you do your own research and that you realize that this is very important and that we need to work on these things. And I say this to you in love and I bring this to you because I know that time is drawing close and we all need to pray and work on these things and help each other. And it is not a bad thing. It is a really good thing to speak in a way that people will be drawn to us, will be wanting to learn more of us because we don't speak in harsh ways. We don't speak in unkind ways. I mean, this is nothing but beneficial for us to speak in such a way. So in fact, people will respect us more with how we speak. You'll be able to get a job easier. You'll be able to have conversations with young and old, no matter what, your ages because you will be able to be understood by everyone and I think society has lost that in a lot of respects because things do change they do adapt and while it's hard to sometimes keep up with all of the changes we have our duty and sense to God first and how he wants us to act and how he wants us to behave rather than what the world expects from us so we have to keep these in mind and now I want to sing this song I thought it fit well
1: I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith, and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me near. Blessed Lord to the cross where Thou hast died Draw me nearer, nearer, nearer Blessed Lord to Thy precious bleeding side Consecrate me now to Thy service Lord By Thy power of grace Divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, precious bleeding side oh the pure delight of a single eye that before thy throne i spend when i kneel in prayer and with thee my god i commute as friend with friend draw me near of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me near very
0: appropriate and fit well we need to be drawn nearer to christ and when we are drawn near to christ he will draw near to us and so with all of this being said remember what it says in matthew five sixteen: let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven and with that being said let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the lord